Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Reaches out to take 
Hello, everyone. Welcome to America Meditating Radio. That was Coming to the Light by Bliss. And the just-a-minute meditation was by Sister Jendi of the Brahma Kumaris in the United Kingdom. So I hope that started you off in a good space where there's some healing taking place. And I look at healing as... um. You know, moving away from the source, the, the the experience of an event that didn't seem to have served our peace, our love, or our power. And so that's really what we're here to do, especially in these times, is to move beyond all the distraction and all the hate and the anger and the loss and the and the fear, you know, to get back to our, you know, what were our values, what were our initial goals and it becomes a really sensitive time because when you see people who are in the media uh, over and over again and who we have interpreted an idea of leadership, kind of like turn against, you know, turn away from values and turn away from what seems to be the more evolved choice. I mean, it gives us permission to also model the same. We begin to feel that, well, every man for himself um, if you destroy your bridge, how does anyone get across? Anyone. Nobody survives well in terms of when everybody destroys some of the key tends to keep us going. And I believe that if we recognize that our core truths and beliefs and values and kindness and compassion and love, that if we destroy that bridge, everybody loses. Everybody and so it's a call for us to return to a sense of decency and to our better angels, as President um, Abraham Lincoln had once said, you know, really get back to your better angel within you and begin to rise up above the muck and the debris. I think we're just so influenced by the surfaced noise and the surfaced intentionality that's going on that we forget who we really, really are and how we can actually be at this time. So that's my invitation for you today and looking forward to having my conversation with Diane Harting-Price, who is a veteran consultant coach and Duke-trained integrative health professional. In Diane's work as an integrative health coach, she partners with clients to enhance their health clarify their goals and values, develop an action plan for making lifestyle changes using their own inherent character strengths to reach personal goals and provide the essential support for lasting change. She is the co-author of Write Your Stress Away, Tame the Tension in Your Life, along with Sue McCullum, who they also did this book together. It gives me great pleasure to welcome Diane Harting-Price to the radio show. Hi, Diane. Welcome. Hi, Sister Jenna. Thank you so much for having me. It's a, it's a privilege to have you on air, and the fact that you're a native, that tickles me even more. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's just such a pleasure to share, and um, I just loved your introduction in terms of the importance of our values of our and our goals and um yeah. just a wonderful message. Yeah, yeah. It's been um an interesting time I think for many of us to observe with clear eyes because if our eyes are blurry we could pick up a lot of debris that perhaps we didn't necessarily intend to pick up but find ourselves executing the same type of narrative that we 
are feeling uncomfortable about. And it's all because of the influence. It's because of the influence. And I believe we really need a lot more wisdom and practice in order to transform that type of influence. Let's um, get to talk about you, Diane. You left the corporate world to focus on helping a lot of other people. You wanted them to improve their personal and organizational health. But what was it that was behind you actually doing this? What was that? Was there a difficult, you know, situation going on? Was it a difficult decision for you to leave corporate to integrative health? No, not a difficult decision to do so. It was really more just my journey. And Mm. having served and loved to work with my clients over time, and I started actually very much focused in information technology in my professional life. And what I found in bringing technology and new process to organizations was the profound impact on people and the stress, if you will, related to change that occurs. Because we can each be in our world or organizationally be in our world. And that change is experienced differently by different people. And for that reason, over the years in my professional life, I really became more a student of organizational health for the individual, the group, and the whole corporate entity. And so my work evolved over time professionally to focus there. And when I combined that with my lifelong use of writing and my Mm -hmm. lifelong pursuit of really getting back in touch with what matters and through writing and helping myself to live in a healthy way and to really focus on spiritual health, mental health, physical health, and that all came together, that it was a natural progression to move from being in a corporate setting to being able to work more closely one-on-one with individuals. And that was my choice then to pursue the Duke Integrative Health Coaching Program. And I think if we're really good listeners, uh, I'm sure you must have been feeling a sense of completion that might have been taking place when you're in the corporate sector and a beginning of something more. You know, it's not like we let go, we lose. It's almost as if it's been served by us. You know, the the place is, right? Like it's been served. Absolutely. Now I'm on to something else. Mm-hmm. I love the imagery of our lives. We weave a tapestry. And there's a long threads that are about our values and our goals that are that platinum and gold fiber that goes on and on. And in and out, as we live, we weave different fibers and fabrics into it. So if that metaphor resonates with others, um, it was a matter of my, my values continuing and my desires I've always been one to want to uh, give back and share and always be be able to um, support and help others with whatever has come to me from others and my experience on the along mm-hmm. the way. And yeah, so, I get that. Um, that tapestry sort of waves on, weaves on. 
Yeah, I love that. I love that. In your book, which we want to talk about, Write Your Stress Away, you explain how for both you and the co-author, Susan McCollum, um, you, your writing provided some new clarity and perspective on what you already knew. But it also served as a powerful healing tool. Can you elaborate more on how you found it to be healing? Certainly. So in a variety of ways, um, at the physical level, Sue and I are lifelong friends. And um, coincidentally, <laughs> um, we both were diagnosed with life-threatening diseases and almost the same month and the same year. And wow. this is over, you know, over 20 years ago. Um, but in the process of uh, Sue with type 1 diabetes, being insulin dependent, and myself with breast cancer, and that whole process of being barraged with choices and uh, information and um, opinions and just the whole acceptance of facing that kind of a situation is very challenging. And what the writing did for each of us, and you know, I can is really help to clear the muddled mind, if you will, the um, the impact of that kind of life-threatening information is can bring a sense of overwhelm and a sense of yes. fear and loss of control that there's something going on that's, you know, we can tend to, to live without necessarily being in touch with the greater self. And right. from a body Is that how the writing started? Yeah, yeah. So No, the writing was going on before, but in the mm. context of that particular physical experience, the writing was heightened. Uh, and the writing really helped me to be able to get clarity and listen to my inner voice and get in touch with what really mattered. And a physician actually said to me, because I became such a self-advocate for listening to what was going on inside me, that I advocated for a more aggressive um, diagnosis. And a physician actually said, I think you saved your life through writing. So that's the clarity that it brought. In the same way, going through um, life changes with deep emotional experiences, the ability Mm -hmm. to write and get clarity about what matters and what what you're going through, what matters and what you're going to do about it is enormous. And uh, both Sue and I have used that over and over again throughout our lives, which brought us to writing this book and sharing it with others. I guess with writing, sometimes it's good to see the thoughts on paper because they can become so elusive in your mind and abstract that we can't make them concrete and and, and we don't really get the realizations that we might be looking for to find passage, you know? That's a great way of putting it. Writing is a form of disclosure. If you go Mm. way back. Um, it's a way to express the emotion you're feeling and connect it to an event that was perhaps in the past. And as you said, uh, when you put it on paper or on your word processor or even dictate it, you're expressing it and it becomes real. I have a friend who often says, if it's not written down, it doesn't exist, which is a you know kind of graphic way of thinking that once you articulate it, 
you appreciate it more in terms of the impact that it can have on yourself. Right. Now, stress is a very big um, issue. It's been around for quite a long time, but now it's just become the basic norm and it's making us very unhealthy. And everyday stress poses major health risk and is considered to be linked to the six leading causes of death in the United States. Can you talk about the proven foundation of research, theory, and practice with the stress and health connection? Yes. Writing is proven to be a highly effective tool to really help to address the impact of stress. We were um, really overwhelmed by the body of research that we found. And writing has, research supports writing as a wellness tool. And Mm -hmm. the stress health connection is profound. The stress hormones that are released create um, inflammation in the body, have an impact on our autoimmune function. Mm-hmm. It can undermine your overall sense of well-being from a mind, body, and spirit perspective. And the research supporting writing as a wellness tool has proven actually the improvement of the immune function in T lymphocytes in blood, where participants in the research their blood was actually evaluated before and after writing activities where there's disclosure and there's identification of uh, what matters and expression and the T lymphocyte change in the blood. There are studies where it has been shown that writing improves aftercare outcomes of heart attack patients mm. and the ability to express what you're feeling and the way forward to address the fear that one might be feeling and the outcome. We have a story we share in our book that's the actual story of one of the people who has used our writing methods, Write to Be Well, who experienced what's called a widow maker, and which is a profoundly um, intense heart attack. And it's been shown through research that aftercare outcome improves when the person engages in writing. Pain in cancer patients has been reduced, once Mm. again, expressing what one's experiencing. And acceptance, just the mere acceptance, when you think about being faced with whatever the situation is that might feel highly traumatic to you, and that's going to be different for different people. But writing about it and being able to clearly see a way forward and accepting that uh, information helps your body to relax itself and accept and work to be part of, I like to think of it as being part of a construction crew with yourself as opposed to being part of a demolition crew where Mm. the angst and the anxiety and the tension and the stress of not understanding and having intense emotions become Mm. a destructive process in the body. And of course, behavior change, it supports behavior change. And it's all these things have research studies behind them. Wow. Now, do you and Sue consider, I mean, is there a difference between stress as a physical threat rather than a perception? 
So that is one of the important things we found, and the answer to that is, yes, there is a difference. What we learned, we are innately have an ability to have good and bad stress. So good stress is when we're threatened with something. The natural response is what's termed as flight or fight, and then later added to that was freeze. And what's been shown through science is that the human body has not evolved beyond that. But these times we live in, particularly what you hear in the press, and just these times that we're currently living, if we just take the media alone, we are constantly barraged with information. And in our bodies, that is an ongoing unconscious undercurrent of stress that essentially we are perpetually in a state of reaction with stress hormones physically that impact our body. And so there's a big difference in the 21st century that unknowingly we perhaps have a whole body of stress. Another example is angst one might have about the fear of a gunman coming into their child or their grandchild or another child that you know mm. in school. Yeah. And we live with those things, but they're not front of mind. They're perhaps in the unconscious undercurrent of stress. And that has um, been shown to be a key part of the link, as you said, to stress being part of the six leading causes of death in the world today. Right. Isn't it amazing, Diane, how our own thoughts can even make us feel like we're dying and there's nothing going on or you know i always wonder if we could use our thoughts to create utopia if it can be as powerful (laughs) as using our thoughts to believe in hell and you know and the demise of civilization can't we think of a way in how actually we can create a beautiful world kind of like disney all right so um I believe so. I believe so. And that's what affirmative writing does for you, is create the affirmation, the positive statement now of that utopia you want in the future. And the power of that has been shown, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally. It's very powerful. So if we could all see peace, right? If we could all see peace. Yeah. We should all just see peace right now. Exactly. Right now. Can you imagine? Democrats and Republicans talking well with each other, finding a way to make our lives better. It's just, I mean, storming yes. into private meetings and calling each oh. other names and and just... Uh, yes. Yes. You know, just, just the having a mutuality of respect. No one has yeah. to be right for the other person to be wrong. If we can see peace together and have a mutuality of respect, we have dedicated our book for all people in the world that they may find peace, wellness, and healing from stress right Mm. on. Definitely. We mean that from our hearts. We mean that from our hearts because there's so much strife in this world. It's just, and we can get away from it by coming into ourselves and just getting that clarity and space and reconnecting with the basics of kindness and compassion Mm -hmm. and love for one another. 
Well, let's talk about the Get Well Project. I know it's mentioned in the book. And did you actually begin the project before you you both started writing the book? And let us know a little bit more about it. Certainly. So Sue and I, um, as I said, have been lifelong friends, and we've always shared a lot together about um, what we call the meaning of life and um, health and wellness and good eating and exercise and sharing and caring. And around 2016, 2015, we wanted to do something again together to share with others and we're moving along the lines of um, working with the health wheel, which if you Google, you'll see many examples of. And that is a way of kind of creating a lens through which you can meditate and write and see yourself. And we started working in that area and just working together on that. And out of that was born the Get Well Project and the commonality of our use of writing. So the Get Well Project was first created, and out of that, in turn, was born the book. It it was the Get Well Project and then our writing method, Write to Be Well. And from that, we then chose stress because the world is faced with so much stress today, and we as those living in this world, and the book evolved from there. And the Get Well Project is really about helping others to Mm -hmm. do whatever they can for themselves in whatever the way it works best for them. And it's about preventing disease and helping to manage illness. It's seeing health as a continuum of illness to wellness, not just absence of disease and really helping to see yourself in a way to optimize overall your health and wellness in the mind, in the body, and the spirit through Mm. connecting to your values and having that positive affirmation for the future and then being supported in a caring and compassionate way to support yourself in achieving that. So important. I wish we could do that every day because if every day we've got thrown at us just hate and negativity, imagine what it's doing to ourselves, our emotions, our relationships, but also the way it's attacking values that we once thought were really important only to realize that, you know, I would say more external values seem to be just at the top of the list and the universal innate values are getting submerged. But in the book, you also offer us some steps, and I love steps, in your method that's mm-hmm. called Right to Be Well. You and Sue actually offer four steps. Could you mention them for us? Like, how is this method different, actually, from you know journal writing? Yes, journal writing is very, very beneficial, and both of us have been journalers all our lives. And the thing with journal writing, the benefit is you express that emotion and you disclose it. And that's certainly of benefit. The challenge with journal writing, and I can attest to this myself, is that you can get stuck in what you have been writing. That instead of moving forward with it, 
you get stuck in writing about the same old thing and not doing something about it. And what we did in creating the four steps is it very much models the integrative coaching model. And the key elements of each step, the first step is about expressive writing and telling your story, that you tell your story from your perspective that links whatever you're dealing with to the emotions you're feeling. The second step is about identifying your values and what matters most to you to what your future looks like. You know, we can go as far as utopia or just your future next week and having an affirmation of what that's about. The third step we call action scripting, and that's using SMART goals to create a small plan for yourself and of what you're going to do about it. And then the fourth step is using reflective writing to really, in a caring and kind way to yourself, assess your readiness to move forward with this plan for the future. And plan feels like such a big word. This is just what are you going to do based on your values and what matters to you to remove yourself from this situation, this stressful situation you're in, and move forward. So this fourth step of reflection is about assessing your readiness and committing to the change of moving forward. And then ongoing using reflective writing and repeating that in a journaling sort of way to support yourself and move forward. And we call that right to be well. And the difference we see with it and other stress management tools that are very important is it helps our right to be well helps you get to the root of what your issue is so that you can address the root cause in a loving, kind, and compassionate way with yourself and be able to use complementary practices that are right for you to help you manage as you move forward. So they are the four steps. And I'll just add quickly that writing, when we say writing, that conjures up different images for different people. Writing here is just expressing it, scrubbing it, scribing it, writing it down on paper. It's not composition and spelling and grammar and punctuation and all that is not important because it's for your eyes only if you choose to keep it to yourself. Mm, wonderful. What beautiful steps, huh? So healing. We, oh. uh, yes, yes. And our book has stories, of mm-hmm. actual stories of five different people and the healing they've experienced with the method and continue to use today because goodness knows <laughs> there's not just one thing that bothers us or always- proactively. <laughs> you know, yeah. our Get Well Project motto is get well, be well, and stay well. And so at any point in life, you could be getting well from something, you could um, be well, and then there's a matter of staying well. And, you know, it it all comes back. You described so beautifully all this, I'll use the word clutter, that we're constantly barraged with, and it's constantly in our face and constantly in our minds and our bodies and our spirits that just clogs us up. And if we can continually help to get to the heart of ourselves and values, it just brings so much more peace and and wellness to our lives. 
Indeed. And that's what we Indeed. want to share through our book and our writing methods. Well, I know you are. Are you going on any book tours? Are there, are there any upcoming events? We just, well, we'll have some upcoming events in January in the Washington, D.C. area. We just had a events last weekend in Purcellville, Virginia, where Sue lives. And we're also planning events in the Triangle area of uh, North Carolina, also in the January timeframe. Beautiful. Thank you so much. The website is thegetwellproject.com. And uh, we'll certainly have our upcoming events posted there. Beautiful. Diane, thank you so much for joining us. I really enjoy the sharings, and it's helped me definitely to curtail any additional stress that might be sitting there or even coming. (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you so much, Sister Jenna, for having me and for having us, and may peace be with you. Thank you so much. Hope to see you at the Meditation Museum soon. Thank you. Take care. That was Diane Harting-Price, and um, she's a co-author, along with Susan McCullen, on Write Your Stress Away, Tame the Tension in Your Life. So for more information, go to thegetwellproject.com. Hope you've enjoyed our discussion today and took something, something that could definitely help you through the process of these particular times. Just remember, no one can, no one can take your love or your happiness away unless you give them permission, and we really are here to love each other the same. So we should do that. (laughs) And I'm going to play the song of Happy by Pharrell Williams so that we can end the show on a little happy note. Take care, everyone. I'm Sister Jenna. You've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or on iTunes, 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care.